Okay, well, I waited and I waited and I waited some more. And I had to take it in the whole movie. Uh, and really digest it and chew on it for a while. And I couldn't review it for the first few days until now. So here I go. <laughs> no time to die. Finally, Craig's last and a long time coming. And I, I, I thought, man, he needs to do one more after Spectre just to really land it. And I'm glad he did. I am glad, glad he did it. So that being said, you know, there's a lot of reviews these days and right now people chiming off, but, um, and, and there's mixed reviews here and there and there's people that like it a lot and then some people that, that don't. And I understand both perspectives. Uh, it, I like it more than Spectre for sure. And he, like all the performances are better. Uh, Christoph Waltz is much better, better this time. And um, this is going to be a spoilers review. So if you have not seen No Time to Die, you must go see it first before I talk about everything else. That, that's pretty important. And so Everyone did a top-notch job coming back. The writing was was better, and the plot was a little convoluted, um, though. And you know, people are giving Remy Malik some trouble, but I think Remy Malik did a great job for sure. I thought what what he had. I thought he he did the best he could. Um, everything considered, all things considered. Now there there could have been some more things. Hmm, some more things to come out to the into the light about his character. I think his character needed to be. I think his his character probably it seems to me he should go after Blofeld somehow like that was his enemy not necessarily bond because bond was really just working for mr white or working with them or something whatever that was but uh first 20 minutes this movie are, are awesome it's a great action piece top notch and from there i know we're going to get a good uh return to form as far as solid action scenes and good pacing and uh in some some good uh Daniel Craig Bond moments and we get those. It's dramatic. Um they do it differently as far as the opening, you know, they go into the villain's backstory, which is cool. I, I don't mind that. That uh, it's different. Instead of like a big, he's in the middle of a big uh, action scene. Um it, so it takes a while to get it took a while to get to the opening credits. It took a long while. I was really surprised about that. <laughs> but the song 
in the title opening sequence was just kind of meh. It didn't grab me. It didn't grab. It wasn't as good as the other ones. Um, not even as as far as creatively. I didn't think it was creatively as good as Quantum of Solace's opening. And I don't think the the song was as strong either. Um, and I had been waiting and putting off hearing that song for a year because I didn't want. I wanted to be surprised by how the song is. Um, not that it's a bad song. It's not bad, but it's not really, it doesn't punch it. The, the course doesn't come out swinging strong or eventually build up to that. It's a subtle, slow build. And it's just kind of a heartbreaking song. And, uh, yeah, it just needed to be stronger for some reason. It just, it was very very this you know so I, I i haven't heard anything i don't think i've heard anything about billy elish elish before but um i don't know maybe i have to listen to it a few more times to to really appreciate it because again it's not a bad song it's just not a strong bond song i thought i thought it was very maybe a too subtle she should have punched up some parts of it and and the in the the, the graphic design animations were okay, but I felt they were, it was too short. It kind of fell over the place. The only thing I really remember is a shield and um, the, the Union Jack on the shield and a sword. And that's about all I remember really. So, yeah. So that was kind of a shame, but you know, as the movie went on, um, you know, we find out, I think in the second act, um, that James Bond has a kid and his girlfriend there, she, I forgot what her name is, Dr. Swan. She, she tells him, hey, don't worry about it. He's not yours. And then he's like, well, he's got, she's, I mean, she's got my eyes, my eye color, you know, but it's like, come on now. It's like, it, it comes, you know, we come to find out no, that's really his kid. It's like, oh, well, why would she see? That's the thing you want to be on her side a little bit. Why would she come out lying and just say, oh, it's not your kid. I, I don't know. That didn't work for me, but anyway yeah i'm trying to think what else there's a good scene with the sub or something or then the ship and the ship goes down and and felix dies and then that was you know that's some foreshadowing right right there there's a lot of dying in this movie <laughs> felix dies and uh what's his name uh Christoph Waltz, uh, Blofeld dies. And there's a really cool scene. I like that scene where you see him coming up slowly, kind of like a Hannibal Lecter kind of thing. And uh, I thought that was really well done. And uh, he's just kind of in a cell, small phone box cell, approaching Bond to be interviewed. And it's a good, they have a good scene uh, back and forth. And uh, I thought that was much better. And and then 
inspector. Um, any scenes inspector, but, but um, the music, Hans Zimmer does the music in this, which is cool. So I was really looking forward to that, the score in this. There's that part where they played, we have all the time in the world. And uh, uh, I, I started to get a little teary because it was such a nostalgic thing for me. I mean, not that I was alive when that movie came out, but watching that movie in the Bond series and knowing, you know, that at her, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, service is when his wife got shot and killed by Blofeld. And it, they're kind of doing, they're, there's some foreshadowing going on in this. And um, the danger music that I forgot what what's named, but it goes yeah, that was cool. That was really cool how he worked that in, and very nostalgic for me. Um, and I I just got so choked up because of the history of the character. You know, when it, when you have this many movies by a fictional character, you feel like you know this character, like part of your family. And well, um, as it goes along, you know, he runs into, uh, I don't know, the, the, what's her name? The, I forgot her name in this movie that, uh, her code name, but uh, the woman that she wants his number, she wants to be a 007 and all that. And that was a little like, oh, here we go. She's going to be all ticked off at him for really no apparent reason. She's just kind of jealous or whatever. And uh, but they kind of lean back on that. They didn't go too far, too far into that, which was good. It didn't get too cringy there. And she ends up being, you know, a decent partner. And, uh, you know, there's that interchange where she's like, oh, I'll take uh you know, I want, you know, I want your number. And he's like, oh, it's just a number. And he ends up, he's like, go ahead, take the 007. I'll still be kicking ass <laughs> pretty much. And then towards the, towards the end, she's like, uh, just re give him the 007 back. And I thought that was cool. Um, there's some good thing, really good things in this movie. Uh, the finale, the set pieces are really cool. The layers are nice that, uh, Remy Malik has in it, and I liked his whole baby face fan of the opera thing. That was cool. Um, again, it, it's a little convoluted. Like a lot of people are saying, it's like the plot's like, yeah, we're still not really sure that there's. This is what's eerie. There's a lot of. There's a lot of uh, weird. It's a weird coincidence that the movie. The movie's uh, plot or master plan by the villain is a virus, a DNA virus, and that spreads to everybody. And once you have it, you can't get rid of it or whatever. And uh, it is kind of eerie. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on that as we go. But uh, Daniel Craig, top notch in this. He's he's bringing it. And uh, yeah. I guess he is more in touch with his 
feelings, more sensitive. That's definitely this, that's, that's this, that's his saga is the more introspective, um, gloomier bond, I guess. And, uh, more serious bond. Uh, you know, it, they're right. They could, it could use some more comedic touches. You know, it's always a balance between getting too hammy and not interjecting droplets of humor. Although there is some humor in this. Um, his other, the other Bond girl with the black dress and the long straight hair, the Cuban uh, agent, she's, she's awesome. The actress is, plays her well. She's, she's sexy and she, the way she's dressed and everything. Although I will say, even though the fighting scenes, she pulled them off good. She's in high heels when she's kicking people. I'm like, I don't know. That's really, that's a long shot. Like, you're not, I just don't think you're going to hurt somebody that much. The high heels. I mean, I guess, cause the pointy part, but I don't know. It's like ugh, the suspension of disbelief isn't quite where it should be there. Um, but she did a fine job. There's that plane you see in, in the previews all the time, the full unfolding plane. I didn't think that. I thought they they rushed that too much. I thought it didn't really that didn't really impress me that much when I saw it in the movie. I think because it was just kind of over and done with so fast, and we'd seen it so many times, and it was just kind of a short part. Um, but yeah, this, the action scenes were awesome. There's a part where he's going up the stairs near the end, and it's you kind of get a POV a little bit or over over the shoulder shot of him taking people out, which is fine. And um, they don't get too shaky with the camera, which is good. And they don't try to Jason Bourne it. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was before. Oh yeah. Um, when it got towards the end, a couple came behind, came to go sit behind me and well, they, the, the last 25 minutes, they were late <laughs> and they, who goes to a movie in the last 25 minutes of it, especially a Bond movie, which I was like, why is this happening right now? But okay, whatever. And yeah, I, uh, I w you know, well, I'll talk about that later, the, the cinema, the, the theater I was in. And so we get to the end of the movie and That's where it gets a little tough for me because spoilers, Bond gets, you know, he gets the, the virus after Remy Malik rakes him on the cheek, poisons him or whatever. And he gets, well, he gets blown up. He gets blown up by the missiles and it's a big emotional thing. And uh, they got to do a missile strike. It's one of those scenarios where we have to bomb the whole island. They can't call it off because otherwise he's gonna they're he's gonna bring the virus out to them or something like that. And Q tells him you can't you can't get rid of it. It's an ultimatum. You're not gonna get rid of it. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, his last line, we had all the time in the world. And that was, that was sad. And I just couldn't believe it. I was in total shock. At the end, I'm like, whoa, I, I, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say, what to think. And then they rolled credits. I was just like, and then they played, we have all the time in the world with the credits, which is a nice touch, but I'm like, did, what did I just witness that? I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that they did that. Um, now I understand it, this, this was from what I've heard is Daniel Craig's decision to do that. Okay. That's fine. I get it. Here's the thing. And this is why it's kind of bad timing releasing the movie with this kind of an ending. Because number one, Bond never dies. Damn it. Bond never dies. Uh, and it's, I mean, I know they wanted to subvert things or whatever. Craig wanted, you know, go out with a bang. But I thought with everything going on right now, we need Bond to save the day. We need Bond to carry on through to the end. Um, to kill him like that, it's such a downer. It was an incredible downer. I'm still down about it. I, that's why I couldn't review it till now. I'm just, I was still so, oh, I can't believe. Um, I can't believe that that happened. And uh, I can't believe that this couple walked in the last 25 minutes to watch Bond die. And uh, that's the thing. It's like, you're, you, it, it's deeper. It's deeper than just like, I'm going to kill off. This is my run. I'm killing off. It's, it's a deeper, it's more profound than that. It has deeper layers to say, we're going to kill Bond. And not that that isn't real, a realistic thing to happen, but to say we're going to kill Bond, it's kind of like we're going to kill Batman or we're going to kill Superman. During a year, during this pandemic maniac, mania, we're going to give you yet another downer. You know, Sean Connery died before that is Roger Moore, whom I, they should have credited somewhere like Rest in peace, Sean Connery. This is dedicated to Sean Connery, Roger Moore, who helped make this series what it is. And um, and Grace Randolph also said a, a neat, she said a neat thing. It's like, why not do a tribute to the MI5 agents or MI6 or whatever and uh, that have died in the line of duty? I'm like, that's, that's a great idea too. Um, one of the things I was thinking what they could have done, what probably should have done was have Daniel Craig get messed up real bad. And he has to make it to somewhere to be rescued or, or to a boat to, to be revived. Or he escapes somehow, but he's badly messed up. And he's talking to his daughter, maybe telling giving her some kind of speech that we have so much to ca catch up on. We, you know, I, I want to spend my life raising you and 
you know, now we have all the time in the world and, and, uh, um, but like maybe he passes out, but just make a really good one. And then you cut to M and everybody inside the office there and where they're like, we're not sure what, what happened to Bond. If he's on a boat, uh, we're going to pick him up. Um, although the virus thing, you know, that would have been tricky. Although they said he hit, he had an EMF watch. Why didn't the watch just kill them? The, the nanites or whatever the, the virus mechanical virus in them. But, uh, and then, so every, after everyone waits and waits, um, they get, they receive word. Um, like we found him. He's, he, he's going to pull through. And, uh, and then everyone in the office kind of takes a breath and then end it, you know, that way Craig could have his goodbye moment, you know, where you weren't sure if he's going to make it on some kind of boat all mangled and stuff, but he has a great little dialogue scene to talk, talking to his daughter about his life and stuff. And that would have been a good, you know, a great little monologue to kind of go say goodbye on. And that way you don't kill the character. You, you know, he says goodbye, but he doesn't kill off the character because to kill off James Bond, you might as well. It's like it's almost like killing at least the Easter Bunny, if not Santa Claus <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, in our pop culture, we need our heroes right now to at least survive to the next one at this moment in our time. And uh, but I do understand. Craig wanting to kind of go out on the series with a bang, something dramatic. It's more dramatic if the missiles drop on him while he's trying to at least keep himself uh, from spreading the virus to people or something. <laughs> Eerie. I watch it. It's like real life, but um, it was a tough watch. It's, it was very much kind of like Logan where it's like i can only watch it so many times because of the ending it's painful it gives me it does get it gives me emotional pain because again because you become so attached to these characters and like their family and they're at least friends deep you know deep friends so it why do i want to relive that emotional trauma it's like i have enough emotional trauma in my own life once in a while, it's good to throw a curve, but when you get a lot of, I mean, we just had Norm MacDonald pass, you know, before that, you know, as far as the Bond series, it's Sean Connery. We've had some big legends go. And it's like, to see that, it's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people in, in the pandemic has lost people. And, and it's like, and every, like every, almost everybody, like good and bad, like Blowfield dies, right? Felix dies. There's just too many. It's way too much killing off the major characters on top of that as well. So it's a bummer. It's a downer. So I, with that, I'm like, I don't know what to rate this. I don't know because I don't know how I feel like I don't like that. Um, I mean, I, I, one thing is that 
this his his run, Craig's run is going to be like an Elseworlds. That whole his whole saga, which I guess it was supposed to be, but I don't know. It's tougher to pull that off. I think it's better if you can do individual movies that are kind of separate in their own thing, as opposed to having a whole big saga. Because the Vesper thing, I it it lost momentum uh, around. Quantum Solace definitely lost some momentum there. And then when they try to bring it back a little bit, and I think, I don't even know if it was in Skyfall, but I think it was in Spectre. They brought it back a little bit there, I think. And But this one, they brought it back in a big, bad way, and it bookended it kind of nicely, that storyline. Um, I like the exploding, uh, uh, what do you call that? for lack of a better word tombstone and uh there's some good visual things in the movie some good stunts and some good uh, daniel craig moments it is a little long but bond movies usually are long uh, i'm kind of used to that they're, they're just they're long you know yeah they could have snipped some stuff and uh, i think they could have had some more remy malik in it for sure uh, you know, it's he he doesn't doesn't. I mean, he's sprinkled throughout, but his motivation. He does. He has a lot of dialogue towards the end, a lot of exposition, and it's it's just, it's so much. You're taking in so much information from what he's, he's trying to say and his motivation, and then you have the stuff with the nanovirus, and then you have the stuff. Oh, we can't do anything about that, and the Spectre agents. They get killed by it, and um, the Spectre agents, who we didn't really know much about them, and they weren't really, they just felt like a bunch of extras in this, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's, I felt like time could have been dedicated towards certain characters more for a better emotional payoff, now that I look at it. But still, it's better than Spectre. Um, it's got a better finale for sure, but you got that ending. So the ending, I don't know if I can review it. As a Bond movie, it's better than Spectre. And Spectre, I gave, I gave that about seven. Spectre's a, a seven. Uh, I'm going to go over my rating system explanations uh, probably in the next podcast. But seven is is kind of like this. This is a flawed movie. But there's still some good parts in it, basically, to wrap to sum it up. I would say this is about an eight, at least an eight, as far as a good Bond movie goes in the Craig series. It's almost up there with Skyfall as far as, I mean, it, it does. It's shot great. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to screw up the guys in the name. Uh, but the director, um, yeah, it's it's very similar to uh, Sam Mendes as far as uh, the look of it. Um, but yeah, it's well shot. Almost Roger, it's almost felt very Roger Deaconish. Um, so as far as that, I'll give that about an eight. Um, but with that ending. The ending, 
I don't know. I'd say question mark. <laughs> Is this going to be like, will this stand the test of time? Will we look back on it and be like, yeah, that was kind of neat. That was a unique way to do it. I, don't, I think it was overkill. I, I think they, they didn't need to do that for us to feel drama of his his portrayal leaving Bond. I think I thought that was kind of they could have done something else to where it's not like it's that much of a downer. You know, maybe they could have crippled him or, or done something really bad where it's like, hmm. But I, 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 I guess it's just more dramatic just to have a shower of missiles drop on them, you know. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I, the question mark, I can't give it for, for sure eight. I mean, emotionally, the ending kills it for me and makes it like, why, would, why did you do that? No, I give you a six for doing that. So, which kind of brings it to like, well, between an eight and six, it's a seven. So it's like, well, damn it. And the flaw is the overkill of the, of the character. But it kind of gets two ratings. As a Bond movie, up until that, it's an, at least an eight. But with that ending, that brings it back a couple points. It's like, why did you? What? No, that you don't do that. That's a bomber, man. And like, it's very like Her Majesty's Secret Service was a bomber on Her Majesty's Secret Service because his wife dies. And it's a bomber and it's a sad ending. But Bond doesn't die. If Bond had died and her, that would have been terrible obviously um but i love that connery came back in the next one and got his revenge that was great they could have made more of the movie uh, diamonds are forever they made more about that it would have been better not that diamonds forever is bad i just thought they had a great momentum there where they he they should have spent most of it him getting revenge on blofeld that's everyone was behind him emotionally on that um so yeah but this is uh i can't solidly give you a rating with this know that as a bond fun action craig they know craig one it's about an eight but i can't solidly stand behind that because the ending makes it pulls it back to like a six so it's between a six and an eight for me. Um, question mark? <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed. That being said, I'm still going to go see it again. Because um, I went to go see it at the theater up north where I saw Unhinged. And also, I think this is a theater I saw A View to a Kill in, I think. But that might have been Mackinac Island if I'm mistaken. I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, it might have been the theater over there. But still, I'm up north. It's still kind of, it was a good, it was a nostalgic thing for me because my first Bond movie I saw in, in the theater was View to Kill up north. So it kind of tied everything together a little bit there. 
And uh, again, all the time in the world, we have all the time in the world and the credits going, it just knocked the wind out of me. So that's gonna be my review. Uh, sorry if I come off a little lethargic, it's, I just ate something uh, about 45 minutes before this, but, um, and I, it was tough for me to do this one. I didn't wanna do it because it, that's, I'm not sure how I felt. I still kind of don't know how I really feel about it. It sucks. I don't like seeing my heroes die like that. Um, but know that his whole saga is like a, a graphic novel, if you will, or a saga or a, an Elseworlds graph kind of, uh, kind of a novel uh, there, a novel, um, which is kind of neat, but it's in its own world, which means that the Pierce is just, this is not the regular, obviously, this is not the regular continuity. The continuity stopped at die another day. So what are we doing? And then they say at the end of it, James Bond will return. I go, well, it's kind of tough to do that. He got blown to hell. <laughs> I mean, so the way they do it now, I get people are talking about, oh, they're going to reboot it again. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe just pick off where Pierce left. Maybe just make it a fun one episode, like episodic thing where it's, they're not all connected with uh, the storyline. It's downtrodden. Um, and I, that's a good point people are making. Have Bond enjoy being Bond and uh, don't, don't man hate on him. That's just the character he is and uh, deal with it and accept that if you don't like it, don't go see the movie. Um, that's what I got. And we have all the time in the world. If you haven't seen on Her Majesty's Secret Surface, I advise you to check out the Lazen B one. It's an interesting one. And uh, I, I like I like his performance in it. It came off very realistic to me. Um, very similar to Daniel Craig's, where he's more of a brutish kind of a really a more credible ass kicker, I thought, than than uh, than Roger Moore is a little bit. Roger Moore is a bit silly. It's hard to kind of, it's like, ah, I'm not so sure Moore would be able to pull that one off. <laughs> but that being said, I love Roger Moore. Roger Moore is the one I grew up with. And I love Sean Connery too, for sure. You know, but uh, yeah. With that being said, thanks for listening. We have all the time in the world. Bond never dies. Bond never dies. Rest in peace, Sean and Roger.